0: There's only one way to please God. Faith and obedience. It's faith, and your faith is obedience to God's Word. And when you obey God's Word and you act in faith, God is responsible for the results in your life. Faith only comes one way, hearing the words of God. But you've got to take it. You've got to be aggressive with your faith. Faith is not passive. Faith is active. When I talk, God talks. When I walk, God walks. I've got a revelation of who lives in me. Wow, wow, wow. Hallelujah. Say this with me. Say, I love the Holy Ghost. Now, if you haven't figured it out yet, I'm an inspirational preacher. And so I had it in my heart. I thought I was going to go a certain way. But normally I get revelation on which way to go as I'm preaching, as I'm ministering, as I just yield to the Holy Ghost. And I, I believe in my heart, it seems, seems good that we talk about the person of the Holy Spirit, The Holy say say this with me, say the Holy Spirit, Spirit. oh, y'all sound too too tired, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit, no, 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 say the Holy Spirit Spirit. is is a person. So, you know, you can talk to him and he'll talk back to you. So this morning I had it in my heart as she was singing. I thought, you know what? The anointing's on that song, but I just want to make some adjustments. Because and the song was right from the beginning, but I made it more intimate and more personal from a revelation of who lives in you. Because you don't, you can't if you're living life feeling like you're you're trying to get something out here that you don't already have, you're a beggar. Just wondering, uh uh. Uh-uh. No, 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 no. He lives in me. Say it. Say, he lives lives in in me. If you get a revelation of who lives in you, it'll make you a better wife. Right, honey? You know, I was so blessed last night when I said, how many of you ladies are married? Show me again. Show of hands. Who's married? Most of you women are married. And what a testament to this ministry. You know, most ministries I go to and preach at, especially women's, most of the women are single. <laughs> Who said dang? Shame, shame, same, same difference, yeah. But you know what? I, I, I believe that that's a testament to uh, you and Pastor Nick. Because Pastor Nick is a strong man and a strong leader. And so he draws, you know, men like strong men. Men aren't all about coming to church and saying a kumbaya and holding hands and rubbing each other on their shoulders, okay? That's women that like that. Let's hold hands. Let's hold hands. Let's hug each other. Men don't really get into that as much as we do. They love each other. They hug and greet. What's up? Yeah, good to see you, man. What's up? Yeah. These are big dudes back here, okay? But he's a strong man. And so, you know, I believe that this church is a church of strong marriages. Now, I know everybody's husband's not perfect like my husband, okay? He's perfect. He goes, he's perfect for me, but your husband's perfect for you. And do you know your... The Holy Spirit knows everything about your husband. The Holy Ghost knows things about your husband you don't know. I don't care how long you've been married. How long you been married? Four years. I've been married one. you just a little bit ahead of me. Who's been married over 10 years? Raise your hand. A lot of y'all. Wow. Praise the Lamb. It's a good church to go to. You want to have a long, good, strong marriage. Amen. Amen. But the Holy Ghost knows more about your husband than you think you know. And the Holy Ghost will show you how to pray for your husband. And if you're not praying for your husband, ladies, you're out of the will of God. You know, I love to pray, Pastor Misty. I'm a praying woman. I love to pray. I love to spend time with the Holy Ghost, and I love to pray in tongues. But you know, the Holy Ghost, he he got all up on on me. Do You know what he said? He said, you're not praying for your husband enough. I said, I've been praying for him my whole life. It took me four to five years. What do you mean I ain't praying for him enough? How many of you think the Holy Ghost is smarter than I am? Oh, you're like, yes, he is. Guess what? He's smarter than you, too. Y'all like it when I tell my stories and when I come back on here, you're like, "Mm." (laughs) well, help her Lord. No, no. He's trying to help you. You know, there's a, a man of God. His name was John Osteen. Have you ever heard of his son called Joel Osteen? Everybody's probably heard of Joel. He has one of the biggest churches in the United States, but his daddy, John Osteen, he used to tell his testimony all the time. And he said, uh, Some of y'all are getting sick of hearing my testimony. He said, but I tell my testimony because in my story, you hear your story. And he said, you should be able to tell my testimony better than I do. How does the scripture say we overcome? Oh, not murmuring and complaining. No, it says we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. The testimony means you come from a place of victory. Right. So it's different telling your testimony. So I'm going to tell a little bit of my testimony this morning. And I believe that as I tell it, it's going to help you. How many of you had helped you when I said, you know, y'all all think I'm spiritual, right? Yes. Yes. I'm very spiritual. Lashes or no lashes. Right, honey. But you know what? If the Holy Ghost gets on me and I'm a minister, he's going to get on you. And we just can't coast through life. I, uh, uh, Pastor Nick and Missy and I were talking last night, and uh, he was talking about the Holy Spirit. Have, how many of you, this is your home church? Wave at me. Yeah. Um, Pastor Nick said that the Spirit of God spoke to him and said that he's really focusing on kingdom laws. How many of you know that? Yes. Because yes. there's certain laws that rule the kingdom of God in the realm of the Spirit. Do you know that you are a spirit? Say, I am am a a spirit. You're not just a soul. You're not just a body. You're not just a clump of cells. You are a spirit. That's what makes you different from a dog or a cat or a squirrel. They're cute. They're alive. They have personality even. They have a little soul. But they are not a speaking spirit like you are. And because you are a speaking spirit, we are made in the likeness and the image of God. That's what the book of Genesis tells us. And because you're made in the likeness and the image of God, the thing that you are first is a spirit. Say, I am a spirit. God's spirit. Come on, say, say, God's spirit is one with my spirit. Now, don't get it twisted. You're not God. I know you'd like to run your husband's life like you are. Okay. Honey, I'm doing better. Am I doing better? I'm doing so good. No, the Holy Ghost lives and dwells in you. He's one with your spirit. You are his ambassador. You're his his representative in the earth. But you're not God. You're just his ambassador. But you've been made in his likeness and his image. He's given you dominion. He's given you authority and power. And that's one of the laws of the kingdom. The realm of the spirit, the laws of the spirit are ruled and ran by words. So what happens is what, when you get born again, how many of you are born again? If you're not, you've publicly confessed Jesus as your Lord and Savior. If you're not, today's your day, you're going to get born again. How many of you filled with the Holy Ghost, fire with the evidence of speaking in other tongues? If you're not, today's your day. So what happens? How did you get born again? You what? The Bible says in John 3, 16, For God so that he what? That's right. Don't yeah. let anybody ever tell you they love you, but they won't give you nothing. Okay? Young ladies, if he says he loves you, but he don't want to give you a ring, tell him get to stepping. Yeah. Right, Pastor Misty? Yeah. Uh-uh, yeah, ain't, ain't about that. That's right. But you get born again by what? Believing in your heart and confessing with your? That what? Jesus is the son of God. That he died and rose again. And then what happens? The most supernatural thing happens to you that's ever happened throughout all eternity. You get translated. Woo! I like getting translated. It's better than getting Botox. You don't need Botox. Don't get it, okay? But you get translated from what? Spiritual death to spiritual life. How? By, by patting your tummy and patting your head and jumping around on one foot. I got sneakers on today. I'm going to do all kinds of good stuff. You're going to think I'm a jazzercise instructor. No, it wasn't by work of your flesh. It was by believing in your heart and confessing with your heart. So when you get born again, it happened by words. Then the next thing that God wants is he wants you to get filled with the Holy Ghost. Why? What's the number one evidence that you're filled with the Holy Ghost? Speaking in tongues. You don't tell me you're filled with the Holy Ghost and you don't speak or pray in tongues. The number one evidence that you're filled, the number one evidence that you're baptized is when I squeeze you, tongues comes out. (laughs) Right? Well, why is that so important? See, the laws of the kingdom, they're not abstract. They're not weird and woo-woo. It's very practical. When you get born again, the next thing God wants is he wants your tongue. Remember, the Holy Spirit is a Person, and he lives in you. But guess what? Some of you got the Holy Ghost on the inside of you. It's like a—you got him gagged and tied up and in the basement. You know, if I, the Holy Ghost, He'll take me over. He's gonna make, He'll make me, if my husband needs prayer, He's gonna come on me and, and make me pray in tongues. Well, you know, I don't work like that. The Holy Ghost is holy, He's not a demon spirit. Demons try to jump on you and make you do things. The Holy Spirit doesn't operate that way. I loved it. Is she, I don't know what translation that was, your translation? I gotta have a copy of that. The Holy Spirit, she was talking about, he's a gentleman. He'll open your door for you. My husband's like that. But the Holy Spirit's a gentleman. He never forces you or makes you do anything. He gives you an invitation, and the invitation requires a response. So the Holy Ghost may prompt you on the inside. He's in the, I'm trying to get you to pray for your husband. Let me out. The Spirit of God has full expression in the earth through you. So the, number one, that the Spirit, uh, number one thing that the Spirit of God wants is your tongue. He wants your mouth. Because the realm of the Spirit is ruled by words. So if you want to straighten out your marriage, what do you do? I plead the blood of Jesus over my husband. I thank you that you keep my husband away from the wayward woman and the outsider with flattering words. Now, see, that's the scripture. If you didn't know that, you need to look up some husband scriptures. I know that one because I prayed that over him. That's what kept him away from the church hose. as you pray in other tongues on purpose you don't have to wait till you get to church and some special Holy Ghost feeling comes on you and the lights are down no you stir yourself up you know when your husband needs prayer she goes, mm. Mm. you know, I said yesterday it takes faith to get married and it takes faith to stay married. How is faith released? Faith is released by words. Instead of talking trash about your husband to all your girlfriends, why don't you get you some scriptures and pray in the Holy Ghost? If I came around and put the microphone in front of you and said, what's the number one verse you're praying over your husband right now, would you have one? She's like, dang, Gina. Gina. You need to get you a scripture. You need to get you a word. If you're not married and you want to get married and you want to have a husband that's worth keeping, you better get you some scriptures. And you don't have to wait until you're 25 to start praying for your spouse. Young ladies, get you one verse right now that you can pray over your husband. If Jesus tarries, it's God's will for you to be married. Being married is part of the blessing. Because you can't be fruitful and multiply by yourself. Figure it out. You can't. And part of the blessing, he blessed them and said what? Be fruitful and multiply. Ladies, you can't do that by yourself. So if you want to be fruitful and multiply... You better get you some scriptures to speak over your husband. And then there's a lot of things, even though you could be married 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, there's a lot of things you don't know that only the Holy Ghost knows that you're never going to tap into unless you hook your tongue to the Holy One on the inside and begin to speak out divine mysteries and secrets. You know, I uh, um, my pastor is Pastor Rodney Howard Brown, and I believe he's also your pastor's pastor. Everybody needs a pastor. The number one way God's going to speak to you is through his word, through the Holy Ghost, and through your pastor. But my pastor has a Bible school. Have you all ever heard of it? It's called uh, what? The River University, amen? And so they're training up in time harvest, labors, and all those good things, and training people for the ministry for all over the world. Well, I didn't have the honor and the privilege to go to my pastor's Bible school. I went to another Bible school for Kenneth, at Kenneth Hagen Ministries called Rama Bible Training Center. And one of the things that I learned there, one of the things, you know, Brother Hagin said the whole key to his life and ministry was praying in other tongues. How many of you want to rise up? How many of you want to make progress? How many of you want to prosper? How many of you not want to just have a good mediocre marriage, but you want to have a red hot, red hot Holy Ghost on fire marriage. You better get to praying in tongues. So one of the things that Brother Kenneth E. Hagin would say about praying in the spirit, he said this. Some of you might want to write it down. He said, mysteries prayed out bring revelation. Do you remember him saying that? He said, mysteries prayed out bring revelation. The scripture says, he who speaks in an unknown tongue speaks not in a man, but unto God. Howbeit, in the spirit, he speaks mysteries. Now they're unknown to you, but they're known to God. But God doesn't want them to be a mystery to you. He wants to reveal, transmit, decree, and declare, and disclose his will to you. That's what John 14, 15, 16, and 17 in those chapters says to you in the Amplified. The Holy Ghost wants to show you your future. The Holy Ghost wants to use you to pray for your grandbabies. You know, when my mom got attacked with those three brain aneurysms, I was like, yeah, no, that ain't going to work for me. Um, I need my mother. And not just because I was a, a baby. You know what I'm talking about? I didn't call my mom every five minutes. And actually, we didn't even talk every day. We still don't talk every day. I don't use my mom as a crutch. I don't write on my mother's relationship with the Lord. But my mother was my number one prayer partner. Do you know my mom's praying for you this morning? You ain't got a chance. You're probably going to end up like me. So when that attack came, I thought, "mm, I need my mother. I'm not yet married yet. I need the power of agreement. And I know my mom's praying for me, she's praying for my ministry, she's praying where I go to preach. I need her supply. You have a supply. But a lot of times we get complacent. We get lazy. Ask me how I know. You know, I remember when I was a single girl, I prayed in tongues all the time. And one day, uh, my husband was already home for a little bit and I was in the kitchen. And I started singing in tongues. He goes, wow, I love to hear you do that. I haven't heard you do that in a while. I was like, and I love to pray in tongues. And I probably pray in tongues more than everybody in this room. I spend many hours praying in tongues. You talk in English a lot, don't you? You need to talk in tongues more than you talk in English. I I don't want to be a preacher. I ain't trying to get you to be a preacher. All you got to do is scroll your Instagram and see we're living in the last days. There's things you don't know that only the Holy Ghost knows. That He wants to navigate and make straight and plain your path. I want you to open your Bible real quick. The Holy Spirit's telling me to give you girls these scriptures. I want you to go to John. I don't have the amplified here, I only have the King James. I want you to go to John, let's go to John chapter. I think let's go to 15. Let's go John 15, verse 26. Because you know what? I'm leaving tomorrow, going back to Tampa with my husband. I waited a long time for him. We're going back. Now, Pastor Misty and Pastor Nick are going to be here. If this is your home church, you need to be here at church on Sunday. Amen. Who's going to be here on Sunday? Amen. You ain't got to pray about it. No, you got to be here. But here's the thing. Pastor Misty and Pastor Nick can't go home with you. So you've got to learn to develop and cultivate a real live living relationship with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the person of Jesus. Let's read this. John chapter 15, verse 26 in the Amplified. It says, but when the comforter... The counselor, how many, how many of you ever want to call somebody? I just want to tell them what's going on so they can maybe give me their input on what they, I think I should do. The counselor, the helper, the advocate, the intercessor, the strengthener, your standby. What do you do when it's two o'clock in the morning and you can't get a hold of Pastor Nick and Pastor Misty? You better get acquainted with the Holy Spirit. It says, When the comforter, the counselor, the helper, advocate, intercessor, strengthener, standby comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth. The Holy Ghost is the Spirit of truth. He's not a liar. You can trust everything that He tells you. Well, you know, the Holy Ghost told me that it was, uh, that uh, you know, that this, this, this brother was my husband. Okay, really? Where does he go to church? Where, uh, who's his pastor? Well, uh, he, he kind of had, Buddha ain't your husband. That's your flesh. How do you check your leadings on whether or not something's the Holy Ghost or whether something is your flesh? The word. The word is the divider. The word is the divider. So the spirit of truth, the Holy Spirit, he's the spirit of truth. Everything he tells you is going to agree with this book. The Holy Ghost is never going to tell you to fornicate. The Holy Spirit's never going to tell you it's okay to live with a man you're not married to. And don't tell me you live in separate rooms. You're not 75, okay? And he snores. I I ain't buying it. The Holy Spirit's never gonna tell you to rob a bank. How do I know? It's already written. Do not fornicate. Don't commit adultery. Don't steal. Don't bear false witness. Quit talking about other people in the church. It says the spirit of truth who comes, proceeds from the father will testify regarding me. Let's go to John chapter 16. Let's start with verse one. I like this one. I've told you all these things so that you would not be offended. You're going to have an opportunity to be offended. Some of you could already gotten offended by anything I could have said this weekend but I'm going to help you. Get over yourself. If you want to grow, if you want to live victorious, you have to get over you. Some of you are too in love with you. You love you and the way you were brought up and the way you do things in your family more than you love the ways of God. I've told you these things so that you would not be offended. Taken, unawares, or falter, or be caused to stumble and fall away. Here's the tip, ladies. We're living in the last days. you got to stand on guard. You can't be complacent. You can't be passive. If you want to be a woman of God, if you want to live a victorious life, you can't be passive. Faith is not passive. Say that with me. Say faith is, faith, faith. Faith faith. is not, passive. It's not passive. Faith is active. I'm going to say it again. Faith. Faith is not passive. Faith is active. Amen. If you say you're in faith and you're believing God and your mouth isn't moving in agreement with the word, you're lying to yourself and faith is always now. Now faith is. Faith is not next week. It's not next month. It's not next year. It's not even tonight. Faith is always now. How do I know if I'm in faith? Do I have it now? And if I have it now, it's going to change the way that I talk, the way that I walk, and the way that I act. That's why the Holy Ghost had me make these scripture cards. Because I had to put the word in my mouth, and the Holy Ghost says, that's great. That's great, that scripture. Say it, speak it, it's alive. But what makes that a reality in Melissa's life today? Let me just give you one. Isaiah, chapter 61, verse 3. This is out of the Amplified Classic. Isaiah 61, verse 3. It says, to grant consolation and joy. Say joy. joy to those who mourn in Zion. Some of y'all look tired. I don't have time for you to be tired this morning. I don't know you're not tired, more tired than me. Oh, you don't know I got kids. I've been working. I stayed up till 2 a.m. Not because I was scrolling Instagram. I thought about it. It says, to those who mourn in Zion, to give them an ornament, a garland or a diadem of beauty, instead of ashes. God wants to make everything in your life beautiful. And you know, my life wasn't always beautiful. You look at me now, it looks good. You got on a Gucci belt and Louis Vuitton shoes and, you know, you swagging out. But you know, I didn't start that way. My parents were divorced. I felt rejected. I didn't think anybody loved me. The devil is a liar. Don't let the devil tell you God doesn't love you. He paid the highest price for you that's ever been paid for anything throughout all eternity. It says instead, he gives you beauty instead of ashes. The oil of joy instead of mourning. The garment that's expressive. Well, you know, my my faith, it's just private. No, boo, that's not what the word says. It says it's expressive of praise. Well, you know, he loves me. He just don't know how to show it. (laughs) Well, he's showing sister down the street. (laughs) The garment expressive of praise instead of a heavy burden and failing spirit. If you felt heavy, if you felt burdened, if you feel like you've been nothing but a failure, I'm here to tell you today is your day of victory. Today is your day of freedom. Why is she so loud. She got a microphone. She don't have to say it like that. You know why I say it like that? Because that's what I did in my apartment in Tulsa when it looked dark. And I was depressed and I was sad and I don't want to live anymore. And I'm at Bible school training for the ministry. And the devil's going, you know, your life's not really worth living. You? Yeah. The devil's a punk. Y'all forgot. We said that yesterday. And so you know what I had to do? I had to get louder. Come on. I had to get louder. Louder than my circumstances I had to get louder than my thoughts yeah, yeah. I had to go into bed now Mr. Devil um you're gonna have to leave me alone I, I got a call all my life and and <laughs> <laughs> he's a thief yes, he <laughs> you know I, I traveled a lot by myself before I met my husband and you know, I never waited for anybody who looked sketchy to approach me. I always let them know I'm in authority here. I see somebody sketch. You know what I'm talking about. Walking towards me, I'm walking towards them, I'm by myself, ain't nobody around. I go, I look at them, I go, what's up? <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. Gee, I could tell maybe someone want to holler at me like, hey girl. Because yeah. they're coming out like this. Yeah. I was like, is your back out? You need a chiropractor? <laughs> <laughs> no, I let him know real quick. Uh, I got your number, boo. Yeah. And I ain't playing your game. Your rap ain't going to work here. You ain't going to steal from me. You ain't going to try to rob me. And you ain't going to try to roll up on me with your rap. On, That's how you got to be with the devil. Yeah. Don't be that girl. So when I was in my apartment, I'm going to tell some of my testimony. So I had a bad boyfriend. Who in here have had a bad boyfriend? Thank you, Jesus. We've been delivered. Amen. And put them on the forgive and release plan. Amen. (laughs) It's like catch and release, you know. It's like catch and release. Well, I had a bad boyfriend that I met at. Bible school. You know, if somebody rolls in the church and they're trying to holler at you and your pastor says, stay away from him, trust them that they know something you don't know. Your pastors are the mama and the daddy of the church. And they're trained and they're anointed to know the difference between a sheep, a goat and a wolf. You, you're like, man, he's so cute. Bah. he got rims. And he still lives with his mama. You don't want to marry somebody who's got to move you into his closet at his mom's house. So, you know, everybody that comes to church isn't there for the same reasons you're there. Everybody that goes to Bible school ain't there for the same reasons you're there. So I had this bad boyfriend, right? And I broke up with him. Praise the living lamb. (laughs) But I was sad. You know, I was sad. I was so sad. Why can't I just get anybody to love me? What's wrong with me? I was so skinny and I thought I was fat. like maybe it's because I'm fat. Come on, the devil's a punk. He tells the same lies to women all over the world. Every nation I've been to, the devil tells them the same lies, whether it's Brazil, India, Mexico, France, same devils. So I was laying in the bed feeling sorry for myself, wanted to die. Remember I told you last night I called my mom, and she let me go on for about 45 minutes, and then she just set my captives free. She said, you know what? Melissa? She said, I I, I was crying and feeling sorry for myself. I just wanted to die. I don't want to live. My mom was so irritated, like, I'm going to come up there and whip his butt for you. Over a guy. But she said, Melissa? You better get a hold of yourself. Say this. Say, get a, hold of yourself. get a hold of yourself. She said, because if I have to come up there and get you, it's not going to be good. Bam, and hung up the phone. I thought, that is so rude. <laughs> it's my mom. She's supposed to like, you know, come to my pity party. If nobody else wants to come, she should come. Well, she had come too many times, okay? She's like, you know what? I ain't bringing another gift. She was done. So I'm laying in my bed feeling sorry for myself, crying, didn't want to live. I'm sad. I'm depressed. And I looked the part, okay? I had like a jacked up sweatsuit on. It was like three days dirty. A little Mexican food on the front. Had my hair in that Pentecostal honey bun. My breath was stank. Come on, when you're depressed, you got looked the part. Some of you would have a breakthrough if when, y'all look real good right now. You look beautiful. You look beautiful. You look beautiful. But some days you're at your house laying around in your pajamas all day. You'd feel different about yourself if you just get up and take authority over your teeth and your hair. (laughs) Y'all laugh because y'all know. The men are like, go ahead. Let the Lord use you. Go, 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 go on. So I'm feeling sorry for myself. I want to die. I'm in my bed in a fetal position. Don't want to live, want to die. So the Holy Ghost says this. I said, Lord, well, I said to the Lord first on the inside. Lord, because it's, you know, you sound pitiful if you are pitiful. Lord, how did I get here? On the inside, I didn't even say it out loud because he lives in me. And the Holy Ghost said, words. I thought, words? What what do you mean? Now, see, I'd been talking to that brother all night on the phone all the time. What's that? Words. Some of you could shut the door to the devil by quit talking to some people. Uh That mental torment you have is because you have a door open with somebody that has a devil and a familiar spirit. Uh Ask me how I know. So the Holy Spirit said words. And I said, Lord, but but how am I ever going to get back to the place I was in you? Because, you know, I came to Bible school all on fire. Like, I'm going to be on TBN. Y'all don't know what TBN is. See, you know what TBN is. I was like, I'm going to have a global ministry. I'm going to be on the Christian TV network. But now I'm in my bed. I, I don't want to live. I want to die. I said, Lord, how am I ever going to get back to my place in you? He said, words. And I thought, words? That's not what I wanted to hear. Because see, that puts the responsibility back on. Yeah. Words? Words is how I got in. Words are how I'm going to get out. Oh, Okay. Brother Hagin's not going to come over to my apartment and wave his Bible over me and prophesy. No, I already knew enough of the word. I just had to act on the word that I knew. Many of you, the one little revelation that you know that God loves you would change a nation. Just going to some places and telling somebody Jesus loves you. It's like change a nation, but let it change you. Words are how I got in, words are how I get out. I didn't like that. So I'm laying there, and the Holy Ghost said this. Now, mind you, it's a miracle I could even hear the voice of God on the inside because I'm carrying on. And I mean, I'm giving it like a real college try. Ah! Come on, you know you've done it too. Ah! And through all that, I heard on the inside, say on the inside, the The Holy Ghost said, get up out of your bed. Get up out of my bed. He said, get up out of your bed and start acting like you're free. I didn't look free. Remember I told you about my outfit? I didn't look free, I didn't feel free, but the Bible says, whom the Son sets free is free indeed. A lot of times you're praying and asking God for something he's already given, he's just waiting for you to act. The number one action to your faith is speaking. It's how you got born again. It's going to move you into the perfect will and purpose and plan of God for your life. It'll straighten your kids out. It'll straighten your money out. He said, get out of your bed and start acting like you're free. So you know what I did? I got out of my bed in the fetal position and I stood up in the fetal position (laughs) like this. I mean, it was like, you know, and I go and the Holy Ghost said, say I'm free. Well, I I didn't feel like saying I'm free. I don't feel free. I sure don't look free. Thank you, Lord, I'm free. You know, because you've done it. Thank you, Lord, I'm free. I didn't look free. I didn't feel free. I kept saying it. No, Lord said, act like you're free. Stand up. So I stood up. See, the number one action to your faith is speaking and then the Holy Ghost is going to give you other corresponding actions. But the first action is speaking. So he said, stand up. So I stood up and I go, thank you, Jesus. I'm free. I said that for a few minutes. Then he said, start acting like you're free. I go, thank you, Jesus. I'm free. And I just kept saying that over and over again. About four or five minutes of that. All of a sudden. Say all of a sudden. Say all of a sudden. 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 The Holy Ghost hit me. Because the Holy Ghost only lands on the word. The Holy Ghost hit me. And the Holy Ghost takes hold together with you against the evils that would attempt to hold you in bondage. And when the Holy Ghost hit me, I started going, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I'm free. Hallelujah trying to get free I already am free see the difference I had to get louder than how I felt and I had to start moving my mouth Jesus didn't come down from heaven and pull me out of the bed and brush my teeth and make me start dancing you must respond to the Holy Spirit he is a person When you talk to somebody, don't you like them if they talk back? Mm -hmm. (laughs) If I came up here and started praying in tongues, then I go. You're talking to the creator of the universe. He's a person. So when you talk to somebody, you go, like you put your personality into it, right? You notice when I talk in tongues, I sound like I'm talking to somebody. Because I am. And it's not you. So when you talk to the creator of the universe, you go. The Holy Ghost has a plan in heaven. And you can match heaven's plan for your life because Jesus matched the plan. And because Jesus had a perfect match, you can have a perfect match. Hallelujah. Well, that's great, sister. I really appreciate you coming. Thank you for your scriptures. And what does that mean for me? It means that the greater one who lives on the inside of you, he can fix you. He knows things about you that you don't know about yourself. He knows your future better than you know your past. And if you'll just hook your tongue to the Holy One. Now, I notice a lot of the things I'm saying, they rhyme. You know why? Because I talk in tongues a lot. And the Bible says, speaking to yourselves in hymn songs and spiritual songs, making a melody with all your heart to the Lord. And it's easy for me to preach because my preaching comes out of my praying. So I got an Overflow. you know what? It's not just for preachers. It's not just for ministers. It's not just for the faithful. It's for every believer. Hey! Hey! Why she got to do all that? You know, there's sounds in the spirit. You ever seen somebody sing and break a glass? Ha, ha, ha. Hey! Freak. You're free. Say, I'm free. 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 I'm not trying to get free. I'm free. Opened up my eyes to so much more. I saw the scene shatter. The moment you came down and hit the floor.